Hello, my name is Mark. Welcome to episode 11 of the Fitness for Humans podcast. We're already on episode 11. Uh, the first 10 episodes were kind of more of a vague overview of um, kind of motivational, you know, speaking how to, you know, kind of kind of just get things moving, um, get things rolling. Um, but today we're going to dive into more specifics of getting started. Um, and as you can probably guess, as I mentioned in all the podcasts, it starts with diet. Um, now, obviously, a lot of us out there, uh, especially when we get older, our, our, our main goal is to try to lose weight. And obviously, the, the, the most important thing to do when you're trying to lose weight is to achieve a caloric deficit. Um, now, a lot of people try to go a little overweight with it, overboard with this, I'm sorry, and it uh, kind of it can have an adverse effect if you do too much too fast, just like anything else. So um, one thing you want to make sure is, you know, you're, you're, you're patient and you take your time. Um, you know, you're really only looking for a two to 300 calorie deficit per day when you start your calorie deficit. Um I've mentioned in the past intermittent fasting is a good way to kind of help control this and uh, kind of contain, you know, your your calorie intake. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's got their own way. Uh, whatever way you find to achieve this works. Just uh, making sure that, uh, you know, calorie deficit is the, you know, first thing that you're looking for when you're, you're trying to lose weight. Um, a, a big thing that kind of helps... Um, go along with achieving a calorie caloric deficit, deficit is minimizing your simple sugar intake. Now we've mentioned before that uh, one to two times a week um, on your simple sugar is acceptable. Um, try not to exceed that. I know that's hard. Um, sugar is a very addictive thing. I, it's something that I still struggle with, even though I have you know had a very healthy lifestyle and have really tried to minimize my sugar intake for years. It, it's still something that I, I have to kind of focus on and uh, make sure that I, I, I purposely try to avoid. Um, but uh, you know, same thing with you know your cheat meals. I mean, if you're gonna you're gonna have cheat meals, cheat meals are good to have one to two times a week. You know, just like your simple sugars. You know, I mean, just yeah, you know, kind of you know, if it's something that ties together, that's fine. Uh, but one to two times per week, it, it's okay to indulge, but still going moderation. Now, even if you are indulging in your cheat meals and your simple sugar intake, excuse me, um, you still want to avoid corn syrup, no corn syrup intake. That is something that is just going to be terrible for your goals. So uh, just cut that out entirely. And I would even take that a step farther. If you look on ingredients packages for a lot of, you know, sweetened bars and things, you know, they say there's no added sugar, but you know, you'll see ingredients like rice syrup and cane syrup and, uh, you know, whatever else you molotol syrup, you know, you see all kinds of things like that. Um, you know, it's kind of something you want to avoid too, because it'll have the same effect. Um, a thing that's high in corn syrup that you want to avoid is soda. I, I, I love soda. But uh, unfortunately, that's something that's just the absolute enemy, the worst enemy for anything that you're trying to achieve as far as weight loss goes. Uh, anytime that I'm trying to have something sweet, um, you know, I'm craving something, you know, as far as beverages go, I always just go with a juice. Fresh is best, uh, but uh, if you're going with a concentrate, it's still better than, than soda. Um, but uh, when you do have your cheat meals, uh, basically a cheat meal is something that, you know, contains around 1,000 calories or more. Now, I've mentioned before in the past the importance of the cheat meals as far as making sure that uh, you try to incorporate these at least at least one a week to kind of keep your body guessing because if your body starts to you know if you have, if you have the caloric deficit for too long straight through your body starts to adapt and then it starts to go into starvation mode and you start to retain the calories so having the cheat meal just kind of keeps your body in the mode of flushing uh Avoid wheat when possible. It's so modified and it's not good for human consumption. So even when you're having your cheat meals, I mean, you definitely want to stay away from the processed heavy breads, heavy pastas. I mean, those things are going to be something that really bog you down, especially when you're trying to squeeze in workouts and have the energy for, you know, 
any kind of physical activity. Uh, I mean, I know carbs are important and I've said before, carbs are good, but wheat is just one of those things that is just so genetically modified in this country. And it's, it's really, it's not meant for human consumption. It's just not, I mean, whole grains, same thing. I mean, that whole grains have higher nutritional value, but you are, you know, really hurting your digestion. Which brings me to my next point. Any way you can aid your digestion would be very helpful. Uh, intermittent fasting is something that's good for your digestion. Uh, making sure you get your MCTs. Um, you know, coconut oil has MCTs, and it's not something that I really recommend often, um, but uh, it does contain MCTs. Dairy, another thing that I don't really recommend often, unless you're like eating Greek yogurt, you know, something that's a little bit more simple and you know less sweetened. Um, natural sugars are pretty pretty high in a lot of dairy products. Um, but uh, one, one thing that I find that's helpful is starting with a raw meal every day. Now, this does several things. Uh, it increases your fiber intake because obviously when you cook things, you're, you're, you're reducing the fiber that's, that's containing it. Now, it, raw, the, the raw vegan diet is something that is actually a very common thing for people to try to lose weight very fast. Now, obviously, that's something that's not healthy long term because your body needs complete proteins. And if you're not doing it long term, then when you get off the raw diet after doing a short term, you just go back to exactly the way that you were before you do it, sometimes even worse. And uh, we'll, we'll touch into some of the, the, the bad things of losing weight that quickly. But, uh, you know, I definitely don't recommend a raw, me- raw vegan diet, but having a raw meal incorporated into your diet um, is definitely beneficial. Um, you know, I've said before in the past, nine out of 10 Americans don't get enough fiber in their diet. And this is a good way to start your day by making sure you're getting your fiber intake. A uh, good thing about having a raw meal is um, the living bacteria helps aid in your digestion. So it helps pass things through a lot faster. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, ideally I like to do it at breakfast. And, you know, it, the good way to do it is actually, I do a lot with smoothies, actually. Uh, I take a banana and an avocado. That is the base for a smoothie that is both vegan and raw, and it is delicious. Now, the avocado can sometimes add a little bit of a green flavor. So I, if you have to add a splash of vanilla to it to um, kind of alleviate that, uh, that works. Um, it, it depends on what else you're adding to this to kind of flavor your smoothie. So if you're using more robust flavors, you may not need to do that. But if you're using some milder flavors, then a splash of vanilla is going to go a long way. Now, the avocado is not only important for the fats and the MCTs, but it is great for um, the texture. I mean, it gives that kind of fatty taste, almost like, 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 you're, like you're actually eating dairy. So it, it, it kind of tricks you into not knowing that it's vegan. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the versatility and flexibility of just these two ingredients alone as far as smoothies, puddings, ice creams, um, you know, for, for raw meals is absolutely outstanding. It's something that I recommend and you're going to see me incorporate a lot uh, when we start doing our cooking demonstrations. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that as well. Um, but uh, another thing to kind of follow down with, uh, you know, anything that you're you know having as far as your raw in the morning, if you do the smoothies or whatever, just, you know, follow with some black coffee. Now, Creamers, terrible. Please do not add any creamers to your black coffee. You're counteracting any benefits you have with black coffee and still moderation. Coffee is not to be overconsumed. Um, but when you, if you are going to add anything to your black coffee, use your natural sweeteners. Agave, good. It's uh, Agave nectar is one of those things that's a good natural sweetener, but it's best when it's raw. You get the more fibrous... Uh, benefit from it when it's raw and same thing with honey honey a fantastic sweetener i actually even like honey and coffee not just tea um you know it's, maybe that's not for everybody but i have i've done that in the past and same thing that's best when it's raw uh but not necessarily um when it's not raw now it's, it's you're gonna see quite a drastic price difference on the honey when you go raw as opposed to you know just regular you know sunflower honey or any whatever kind of honey you get but uh 
I mean, yeah, kind of take the good with the bad there. Now, one thing I want to touch on is erythritol. Now, it, it, to me, it's new, too new to say whether or not it's good or not. You know, things that I've read show that organic is suggested whenever you're ingesting erythritol. Um, one thing they use erythritol too is, you, you know, I, I've mentioned before that stevia is a, is a great natural sweetener to have. Um, even monk fruit's a good natural sweetener to have. But you'll see that a lot of these are boosted with uh, erythritol, uh, which is basically a sugar alcohol. Um, so it's, it, it, it's zero calorie, but there's still st- studies that show that erythritol can have a negative effect on your insulin production. So my suggestion would be to, to avoid it, um, at least for now. I mean, I'm not sold on it just yet. It's still kind of, like I said, too new to say, but, uh, you know, it's not to say they can't change my mind or I can't be brought over, but, uh, yeah, for, for now I would avoid anything that has erythritol just, you know, just, just till we know a little bit more about it. But if you're going to have some sort of natural sweetener, I, I still say that for now, I mean, you're, you're definitely better off to go with erythritol, you know, boosted stevia or erythritol boosted monk fruit, um, over, you know, corn syrup or even simple sugar. So, um, if you are looking to avoid losing muscle during weight loss, you have to increase your protein intake. Now, a big thing that um, happens when we lose weight, say, say, say we're, we're, we're trying to lose weight, we're trying to you know, trim down, and say we're not working out, and we're just watching our diet, 50% of the mass that you lose is fat, 50% of the mass that you lose is muscle. So if you ever happen to gain weight after losing that weight, then it's 100% fat. So you'll be in a worse position if you actually allow yourself to lose that muscle. So my recommendation is always to get, you know, your light workouts in and to increase your protein intake. Um, you know, even if it's just, a, you know, 50% of your body weight, you know, just to try to help you maintain some of that muscle. I mean, that, that, that's something you're doing something that's, you know, you know going to be beneficial for your body long term. Um, if you're looking to gain weight. You, uh, obviously this is for people that are bulking. Um, now this is not something that I recommend ever. Um, I, your doctor would not recommend this ever either, but if you're somebody that is looking to gain weight, um, you obviously want a calorie surplus, but it's the same thing. You don't want to go overboard and have 8,000 calories in a day. You're looking for a two to 300 calorie surplus and, uh, you want to increase your protein and take to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, the best way to kind of make sure that that happens is to drink your protein. I mean, eating, Say, say you're somebody that weighs 180 pounds, eating 180 grams of protein is a lot harder than you think. Um, and especially, you know, since we've discussed in the past that eating your, you know, the way we eat our food, we don't necessarily absorb all of what we're intaking anyway. So, you know, drinking the protein is the best way to kind of more efficiently get our protein as well as making sure that we're getting enough of it. Um, but anytime that you do try to supplement with any kind of uh, protein, uh, make sure you're using pure protein. Um, try to avoid blends when you can. They just, a lot of them are containing soy, soy protein isolate, which is not good for you. Um, I would not suggest that ever. Um, as far as our workouts go, uh, you know, f- focusing on lightweight, high repetition, repetition for wet, weight loss, not even just for weight loss. I mean, that's something that I do, even though I am, you know, at my ideal weight now, I, I still, this is a route that I continue to go in, um, just for overall health and energy. Um, cardio is for supplement only. I've mentioned this in the past, but making sure that you are sticking to 20, 30 minutes when you do your cardio, no more than that. This is just to supplement your workout and to kind of help boost your metabolism. Too much cardio will burn protein, which in turn will decrease muscle. 
Um, as far as anybody out there who's just getting started on their fitness journey, uh, there are four lifts that you need to get in shape. This is all you'll ever need. If you stick with these four things, you have everything you need, and this utilizes just body weight. You're looking at push-ups, you're looking at pull-ups, you're looking at sit-ups, and you are looking at squats or lunges. Uh, these work all your body parts. They're compound lifts, and this is all that you'll ever need. I mean, if you, even if you work out four days a week and you incorporate all four of these workouts in your in your workout, you are doing everything your body will ever need for the rest of your life. Um, now, as far as how to do these, obviously they get easier the more you do them. So you just do them to failure, uh, three to five sets. And, uh, yeah, until you, until you can't do anymore. So basically the best way to maximize your intensity. You've heard me mention in the past, as far as, you know, the importance of increasing your intensity as you progress in these workouts. And if you're somebody that's seeking improvement, I mean, say you're doing 50 pushups now, which is pretty good. If you're doing 50 pushups, you're doing, you're doing great. Um, you're doing better than most, you know, but I mean, you know, it starts to get easy for you. you take it to 60, take it to 70, however many you have to do to get to failure. Um, that's the best way to kind of, um, I guess, continuously improve. Now, if you're somebody who's trying to bulk, like I said before, this is not something that anybody would ever recommend other than, you know, a bodybuilder who is very much into their, you know, physique. Maybe I'm just not narcissistic enough to understand this completely. But, uh, you know, for bulking, you definitely need to achieve hypertrophy, which is basically where your, um, your muscles are burning, they're breaking down, and, you know, you're working at 75% of your max um, for 8 to 12 reps to failure. Now, if you are doing 75% of your max and you get to 12 reps and it's not to failure, then you need to increase your weight. Um, you should always be going to failure. It's not really so much about the reps. I mean, yes, you want to be between 8 and 12 reps, but it's more about the failure than it is actually about the reps. Uh, focus 80% of your lifts to be on compound lifts, uh, things that utilize multiple muscle groups, and 20% on isolation. Now, this is something we'll kind of touch on in the future as well as far as you know, utilizing isolation lifts. If you're somebody who is doing the lightweight high high repetition workouts. I, I'm for one of somebody who still incorporates isolation lifts um, periodically. And uh, there's great ways to do that from home, utilizing things that you have just lying around the house. So we'll touch on more of that stuff later. But, uh, you know, the, yeah, if, if you're looking for hypertrophy, 80% compound, 20% isolation. Um, but this is not for beginners. A anybody that's, you know, is out there that's just getting started and you are jumping into this phase, this is not going to work as well for you because one, you've still got to lose some weight. And two, you've got to get your muscles kind of in the mode of going through this stuff. So um, it, you, you become a higher risk for injury when you kind of jump into something like this. So always definitely be careful. Um, this is, like I said before, this is not something that I recommend. This is not something your doctor would recommend. You know, lighter weights, higher repetition is definitely the best way to go as far as decreasing fat and increasing the energy. Uh, so uh, let's recap. Keep it simple, guys. Calorie deficit if you're trying to lose weight. Calorie surplus if you're trying to gain weight, but I, I definitely don't recommend that. Um, have your cheat meals, but still avoid wheat, pasta, corn syrup, you know, the heavy, heavy, heavy carbs, things like that. Um, and, you know, when you're working out, focus on lightweight, high repetition. That's really the best way. I feel like this episode is incomplete because there's so much stuff to go over with this kind of stuff. But uh, unfortunately, time is up against us. I don't want to have these episodes go too long. Um, just a sneak preview for next week. Uh, we will be jumping into avoiding relapse and uh, kind of how to kind of reassess your willpower and avoid triggers and temptations. This was a recommendation from uh, a listener. And uh, anybody out there that has any more recommendations, feel free to leave them in the comments for the podcast. And uh, that's pretty much it. Hopefully this has been beneficial for you. Until next time, so long.